Welcome to another episode of Crossroads Has a Podcast. I am your host, Brandon Maybe This is a place where we can go deeper in the Bible. We can stay connected with each other during the week. Each week, we're going to take topics we talked about on Sunday and go a little further, go a little deeper. If you missed Sunday, that's all right. You can catch up on this podcast feed or just listen. It's all right. There's nothing you're going to need to know beforehand. So this week is Thanksgiving week, one of my personal favorite holidays, a holiday. It just it's been swallowed up. You know what I mean? Like we used to have Halloween, Thanksgiving and then Christmas. But I feel like Christmas and Halloween have both grown so much that there's like no more Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is just like this random thing that happens in the middle of those two holiday monsters. And it's just swallowed up Thanksgiving. And that's not okay, people. That's not okay. Thanksgiving. I love Thanksgiving. It's got all your favorite things, right? You get to be around your family. You get great food and you get to watch football all day and then you get pie. It's beautiful. It's just a beautiful thing. And then we've messed it up with Black Friday. Now it's just swallowed up by that awfulness. But I ramble. All right. So Thanksgiving this week, uh, if you're listening to this with people, which you're probably not because it's a podcast, but if you are, stop it and answer some of these questions. What are some of your favorite Thanksgiving things, favorite Thanksgiving traditions, favorite Thanksgiving foods? Personally, I'm all about the mashed potato life, all about it. As a kid, used to love like every Thanksgiving, we'd go to my grandparents' house and my grandma would make like 8 billion bowls of mashed potatoes and they were so amazing and delicious. So that's probably why it's still my favorite. Those other foods are probably better now then I'm a grown up, but it still just brings me back to like being a kid and just wanting that big old giant pile of mashed potatoes. And it's just, it's just amazing. Um, that's probably my favorite Thanksgiving thing. We asked this with some of our young adults a couple weeks ago, and one of them said uh, shrimp and those little like cocktail wiener things that you have like open houses. And we were all flabbergasted. Like that's their Thanksgiving tradition is they eat open house food. And you know what? More power to you have at it. Uh, like, you know, you Bagdans out there eating pierogi, do it, do whatever you're doing. That's awesome. All right. Whatever yours is good. hope you're excited about Thanksgiving. Well, with Thanksgiving coming up this week, we actually talked about gratitude. We talked about the idea that we want to take off happiness and instead put on gratitude. See, happiness is this thing that we all search for and we all pursue and we're all about got to be happy, 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 happy all the time. And that's what we focus on. But it's not really like a thing that God says we should be striving for. God's never like pursue happiness at all costs. Like that's not at all a biblical mandate, but that's what our lives look like. I mean, how often do you hear people say things like, I just want you to be happy. I just want my kids to be happy. Well, I don't like this because I just want to be happy and Think about anything important in life, any big accomplishment you've ever had, any big win you've ever had in your life. Did you get there by being happy? But probably not, right? Um, I love sports and like the World Cup is going on right now and I'm all about the World Cup, even though there's some really awful things happening in Qatar around the World Cup, but the World Cup, the soccer is great. And you look at those teams and those players that made those teams, you know, they didn't get there by being happy. They got there by working really, really hard, by doing some challenging things that hurt to do that. The practices were not fun most of the time. 
But in order to accomplish something meaningful, to accomplish something big, they had to pursue something other than happiness. So when we look at our lives, happiness is not the end goal. At least it shouldn't be the end goal. As a follower of Jesus, there should be other way more important things that I'm hoping to be other than just happy. And to get there, we're going to have to endure some stuff. We're going to have to get through some hard things in order to grow, in order to develop the characteristics that God wants us to have. If you didn't catch this Sunday service, if you weren't here, this is a week you need to go watch on YouTube because in the middle of the message, uh, our fellow crossroader Logan Witty played uh, just an amazing song. He's just a crazy, talented, awesome guy. So he wrote this song. Uh, and we, I was listening to it in my office a few weeks ago, and it just brought me to tears because it was just so deep and so powerful and just so, like, emotional, just so good. And so we asked him if he would play it in the middle of service, and it was just, oh, man, it was so good. The tech team did an amazing job setting it up and the lighting. It was just such a powerful moment. Now, this is one of those weeks you don't want to listen to it on the podcast. You go watch it on YouTube so you can witness and experience all of that. It was so powerful as we talk about taking off happiness. One of the verses we talked about uh, is this, this section in 1 Thessalonians. So what Thessalonians is, is these letters written by this guy named Paul. If you know anything about Paul, he early on in his life was a super zealous, which was like super passionate Jewish leader as he was growing up. And his whole job was like to persecute and hurt Christians. Eventually he has this really powerful moment where Jesus shows up and he's like, dude, knock it off. And Paul's like, okay, I'll follow you now. That's the Brandon version. And Paul becomes one of the biggest early leaders in the church. And he goes from city to city, planting new churches. And then when he leaves, he would write letters back to those churches, giving them encouragement, giving them some instructions on different things that they were dealing with, different issues they were dealing with. And then those letters eventually become the New Testament as we've collected all of these letters, a lot of these letters, we've been, oh, let's also learn from these. Well, 1 Thessalonians is probably the very first letter that Paul wrote. It's at least the earliest one that we have. If he wrote ones earlier, we just don't have them. So this is some of like the first advice Paul is giving to these early young Christians in cities that were not Jewish cities. So they were learning a lot about what it meant to follow and serve God and Jesus, right? So in the middle, in the end of this letter, Paul gives us these really, really, really challenging couple sentences. And as a kid, I loved these particular verses because they're really, really short. And we used to do the church I went to, we would do these Bible memorization things. And I was like, if you can say any Bible verse, you get points and you get candy, the more points you get. And so I'd be like, boom, check it out. These verses are two words. Give me all the candy. What? Anyways, first Thessalonians chapter five, Paul says we should rejoice always Pray continually and give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Powerful, super, super challenging because who is like, I am so good at all of those things. Rejoice always, pray continually. Other translations say pray without ceasing or never stop praying. And then give thanks in all, in every single circumstance. Why? Because this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now, I talk to a lot of people and a common question I get from people 
you know, when they come and talk to me, he's like, you know, I'm the pastor, blah, 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 whatever that even means. And they're like, I don't know God's will for my life. What is God's will? What does God want me to do? And I'm usually like, well, that's actually, it's actually really easy. And people are like, it's like the hardest question to know, because usually we're talking about which job should I take or do I move away or what do I do with my kids in this situation or all these different like big life decisions that we think are like these huge, big things, you know, they work with like seniors in high school and they're like, I need to know God's will, which college to go to. And I'm like, guys, they're pretty much all the same. It's not a big deal. Just pick one. It's all right. But there's like this huge, like, what's God's will? And I'm like, well, Paul says it right here. Here's God's will for you. Rejoice, pray, and be thankful. And they're like, that's not helpful. I need to know which job to take. And I'm like, I don't know. Just doesn't matter. Just pick one and go. But whatever one you pick, be thankful for it and pray a lot. And then if you do those things, you're going to rejoice. And I think God cares about all of the little minute decisions we make in life. I think God cares about all of the big decisions we make in life. I also think that we blow those things out of proportion. We make them a bigger deal than God makes them. God's more concerned about who we are than what we do. Let me say that again. God is more concerned about who we are than what we do. Because if we get the who we are part correct and we're growing in those areas, then what we do will just naturally fall into place in the correct way. But we focus so much on what we do, especially in the big things, right? And God cares about that. Don't like don't get me wrong. Like God cares about that. But ultimately God is more concerned about well, do you rejoice always? Do you pray continually? Do you give thanks in all circumstances? Cuz that's God's will for your life in Christ Jesus. And those things are incredibly hard to do. And we talked about on Sunday how those things like it's almost like a big wheel that when you start doing one, then you start doing the other, then you start doing the third, and when you do the third, you start doing the first one again, and it just kind of turns into this this wheel. You know what I mean? Like, if you pray continually, and then Paul's definitely using some uh, some big language here. Like, there's it doesn't mean that you're going to literally every second of the day be rejoicing. Every second of the day be praying. Like, he's using some hyperbolic language here. But when we have this attitude and this posture that we're just going to pray all day long, like, I'm just going to have these little short prayers all day long, just imagining that my best friend is with me everywhere I go, and I'm just going to talk to him all day long. When you do that, you're going to find the different ways that God is involved in your life. When you find the different ways that God is involved in your life, you're going to be more thankful for the way God is involved in your life. And when you become more thankful, then you're going to rejoice more, which then makes you want to pray and talk to God more and just, just see that cycle just starts going. Problem is, it can hard to get that wheel going. When that wheel gets going, it can be hard to stop it. But when it stops, it can be really hard to get it rolling again too. So another question for you to think about, maybe pause this and ponder it or talk to about it if you got some people with you. Out of these three things, rejoicing, praying, and giving thanks, which one is the easiest for you? And which one is the most difficult for you? I'll be honest, the easiest one for me is probably giving thanks. Uh, right now, we're dealing with some medical stuff with my dad, and it's really, 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 really scary. And so it's really hard to be thankful. And God, I think, definitely planned this message this week for me because I needed to be punched in the face by the Holy Spirit. 
and be like, hey, you need to find some ways to be thankful, dude. Because I spent a couple of days just very not, very, 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 very not doing any, any of these three things. That's probably the easiest one for me. Uh, I can be thankful. I say thank you to a lot of people all of the time. It's just a practice that I got into years ago, probably because of my mother. Just every person, just, just say thank you all the time. It's just a good habit to get into. The one that's hardest for me is probably praying continually. That one can be hard for me. Sometimes I don't always understand why I'm praying about things and I get in my head and I start thinking too much. And just be honest, that's that's the harder one for me. What is it for you? What is it for you? What are some practices that you've done in your life that were helpful? What are some things maybe you did in the past? Man, yeah, 10 years ago, I did this thing with prayer and it was really cool. And then I got, got out of that habit. Like, like, get back into that habit. Maybe you're starting a prayer journal. That's so awesome. That's so powerful. A year ago, about a year ago, I felt like God was telling me that I needed to kind of revamp my prayer life. And so I started to uh, try a new practice. I had done it a long time. So I tried the practice of silence, which is really, really hard to do. I'm not good at silence. And so once kind of the, the my, my wife, Keisha, and the kids would leave in the morning, go to school and go to work, and I had a couple minutes at home by myself, I would just like shut off everything, turn off the lights in a room usually, and just sit in the silence. And it was weird and it was awkward. And let me tell you, it was powerful. And it took a while. But then as you become more comfortable with the silence, you can hear from God better. So even in those moments when we're trying to figure out what is God's will for my life, what is God's will for me in this one specific decision I need to make? Rejoice, pray, give thanks. Go sit in a quiet room and do the prayer thing. Sit in some silence and listen for what God has for you. I don't know. Think of some of those practices. If you can't think of any of them, hit me up. I'll give you some different ones to try. There's like a bajillion different prayer practices. There's this guy that did a bunch of research on gratitude and a lot of the positive effects that it has on us, which there's so many of them. It was really crazy. And ironically, one of them that we discovered, happiness. That's right. People that stop trying to be happy and instead try to be grateful eventually become happy. I love that. I love it when that happens. Uh, but he said there's kind of, there's he gave this list of like these 10 different ways to increase your gratitude. And he said two of the most powerful ones are a, Gratitude journal and prayers of gratitude. And like, man, those things are so connected. Like, that's so awesome. Like, when we're talking about our prayer life, yeah, we should have prayers of gratitude because that helps change our perspective. We should be writing those prayers down. That's a prayer journal. Like, do those prayer practices. Even independent research, it's non-Christian research, says, hey, that's a really good thing for your life. Yep, it's in the Bible. Maybe we should do it. All right, let's go a little deeper. Let's change gears a little bit. So we're talking about happiness. That's not our goal. That is not the thing we want to be striving for. We want to be grateful, right? But there's this other thing that we didn't have time to get into, the difference between happiness and joy. Because the word joy does come up quite often in the Bible, joy is a thing that God is interested in us having. 
not so much happy. God's fine with you being happy. He's not opposed to it. Like it's, that's a good thing when you're happy. But God's more interested in us developing the spiritual fruit of joy, right? Think about this fruit to the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. Like those are good things that as a follower of Jesus, we are becoming. I said earlier, God's more concerned about who we are than what we do. Typically, the difference when you look at people that say the difference between happiness and joy goes a lot of like those same lines, those same idea, right? That joy is more of an internal thing. It's more of a part of who I am, whereas happiness is an external thing. It's a thing that I try and do. Happiness is all about my circumstances. What's going on around me? What do I have? What do I not have? What ex- what experiences am I having? Right? Like Happiness is so much based on things we can't control, outside external factors. Whereas joy, that's more of an internal thing. It's more of recognizing what doesn't change. Circumstances change. God doesn't. So the closer I stay to God, the more I'm closer to things that don't change, the more I develop the spiritual fruit of joy. Joy lasts longer. Joy is about who you are as a follower and as a servant of Jesus. Happiness is about my circumstances. It's momentary. It's fleeting. It doesn't last. Joy is fulfilling. Happiness leaves us wanting more, which is why we then get on the hamster wheel of trying to get more happiness because it doesn't last, but we like that feeling and all the Different brain chemical things are firing off of, ooh, this was good. We'll get more of this. And so we just want more and more happiness, even though it doesn't leave us fulfilled. Joy over happiness. Gratitude is the road to get us there. Gratitude is the road towards peace. Gratitude is the road towards contentment. Gratitude is the road towards joy. Pretty sure a lot of the fruits of the spirit. Gratitude helps us get there. Every single day, even in the bad days. And it's guys, it's really hard. And I'm not saying I'm good at this at all. This one is mostly just aimed straight back at me. And the Holy Spirit is just like kicking me in the kneecap right now. Gratitude every day. Find some things to thank God about. He is involved in your life. He is working in and around you at all times. If we're not grateful, it's because we're not looking. Every day, find a way to be grateful. It's going to be a path to some really good, meaningful things in your life. Happiness is the easy path that's not going to lead you where you want to go, but it's easier. Gratitude is the more difficult path going to take you where you want to go. More importantly, it's going to take you where God wants you to go. All those questions about God's will for your life. God's more, God is more concerned about who you are than what you do. Be grateful. All right. That's all I got this week. See you next week.